When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. Got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 50. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. And welcome back to another episode of Believe in Saints. I'm John Hendricks alongside Terrence Copper. Terrence, man, Christmas is right around the corner. We're, we're like almost two weeks away. You got uh, any special traditions that you like doing for Christmas? Uh, you know what? Just Just being around the family, really. That's about it. You know, nothing really traditional. Uh, just just spending time with the family. That's it. How about yourself? Yeah, I, I like to do things. So like the night before we do stockings exchanges and usually my wife likes to get some new PJs. We get our our sweet uh, like, a, a you know, kids like gummy worms or M&Ms or something. And then we all watch a uh, movie together, like a Christmas movie. So okay. we're looking forward to that. And then obviously uh, my oldest is seven about to be eight and his birthday's december 31st and then my youngest is four so still got a little bit of the santa element if you will so it's a mm-hmm. it's fun it's fun i like it i enjoy it man yeah. but you know obviously the reason we're here though is we're talking about struggle bus right i mean saints are, <laughs> saints are, are struggling they've lost five straight um you know I, this team cannot catch a break dallas I, you know hill and the company they were in it up in the first half and Hill gets hurt, obviously. And then, um, you know, again, it's just sometimes just how the NFL goes, right? I mean, it's, uh, like I said, it's struggle bus. What were your thoughts and takeaways? You know, it, it was the Saints put up a lot of, a lot of yards. Uh, of course the turnovers was terrible, uh, having four turnovers, but I still believe in Taysom Hill. I really feel like we need to ride Taysom Hill out for the rest of the season. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, and look, I um, I, I was asked this yesterday on a, a radio appearance, and look, we uh, we were talking about Hill and and what an opportunity, right? Because now at five and seven, you've got five games left in the season, and the, really mm-hmm. the only way for the Saints to do this is they got to win out because I think they could do four or five, but if they get to a a nine and eight situation, they're just not going to win tiebreakers because like Atlanta has it over them, Carolina has it over them, and maybe you get some luck with like Washington or something along that lines, but you really have to win the last five to get into wild card. But mm-hmm. you know, if Taysom Hill comes in, and obviously we'll talk about the finger injury a little bit, but he comes in and wins these final games, you know, a lot of people talk about the quarterback situation next year, but what an opportunity for Taysom Hill to come in here and if he can win the five games, get him in the postseason, and then win a playoff game, maybe we have a quarterback that's that's maybe here on the roster for next season. I agree with that. And 
and me looking at that game and looking at his turnovers, to me it was only it was only one interception that he threw that he threw that I felt like okay he didn't read it properly. But the other picks, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember. It was four of them. It was four turnovers. I can't remember. I remember three picks, but I know the three that I remember was the tip pass. It was tip. I want to say Steels tipped it up in the air, and they caught an amazing interception on the sideline. Yep. Uh, and then with the, then you got Diggs. He caught a pick. He was kind of up under a Q route, and he kind of was up front. He picked it off, and then the D lineman picked it off for pick six. You know. The, the tip one to steals, that's not Taysom's fault. You know, right. it actually was a good pass. It actually hit him in his hands, and he just tipped up in the air. The one he threw to the D lineman, he ran back for a pick six. The person he was throwing to was wide open. It's just the D lineman jumped in front of it. That was a that was something freakish that, you know, you just got to take your hat off to the D lineman that he made a play. You know, so yeah. – and, and then with him having having to throw a, throw a football with a with a splint on his finger, on his, on his middle finger, that's tough for anybody to do. So that's why the accuracy wasn't there because he wasn't he didn't practice with that splint on all week. So he's not going to understand how he needs to throw this ball because it just happened. So the velocity on the ball, the accuracy of the ball is not going to be there because of the splint. So I'm really I'm still excited for him. I think he's still a good quarterback. Uh, I think he gives us an extra element to the game, which we need especially when you're when you're injured at the running back position the fact that he can pull it down and run you know so I'm very interested in to see what he does this week against the Jets haven't been able to practice with that splint on his finger we're back and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season so head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe50 that's b l e a v to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, you mentioned Kenny Stills, and you know, that's tough. I mean, for a veteran guy like him, you know, five catches, or sorry, he's only had five catches on 22 targets this this season, and obviously he's not with the team any longer. And you know, that's that's tough. I imagine as a veteran guy like that, you know, you think about the reunion and whether it's hands, ball security placement. I, I mean, I guess, you know, from a wide receiver's, receiver's perspective, maybe it's just tough sometimes when you just have different quarterbacks. But, you know, regardless, I don't say that Sean Payton threw him under the bus, but he kind of threw him under the bus that saying, hey, you got to catch those types of passes because mm-hmm. of that situation. But, you know, that interception wasn't on Hill. And then just watching it unfold, I mean, it was good to see the offense put up points. And again, in ha- going into halftime, I mean, you're only down 13 to seven. You're in the yeah. game, you know, and that's all I, I could ask for. And we talked about it for weeks is it just be within a possession and, and going in. And I feel like, you know, things could work well. Um, but, you know, even so, the defense, I mean, it's been kind of a mixed bag still. And, and I think going to something Sean Payton had said, the other day is, is he almost he said he challenged the defense. He said some of the effort's been lacking. Are, are you seeing that too? Is that you know he's like we got ten guys that are doing things, but one guy just not not there. I mean, you know what about it? Is it maybe that you're seeing a questionable effort, or what? Why would Sean say something like that? Is it really 
maybe he's just trying to motivate and help his, his team uh, a little bit, or is it something maybe he's genuine saying, Hey, you guys are in the doghouse. Y'all need to do something. I think that he's seeing certain things on film. Uh, he's seeing certain things on film that he's, that he doesn't like. Uh, and it may be a couple of players that's doing it. You know, uh, it may be a couple of players that is the, the corporate of it, you know, not every time, but most of the time it could be that, you know, so, but they're not playing the way they're used to playing. Uh, I, I think in the secondary, they're not playing the way they was playing early in the year. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he does need to call them out. He does need to, because at the end of the day, this team is built off of the success. Of this team is built off a good run game and a great defense, you know, but the fact that you have your run game is, is almost non-existent because you don't have Kamara, certain things you, you're not doing like you used to, but the defense has to step up. If they're going to, if they're going to be successful this year, it has to still be because of the defense right now, offensively, we just don't have enough offensively. So the defense has to step up. You hate to put pressure on one side of the ball like that, but they're capable of doing it. They've proven they can do it. You know, so uh, where we're at right now, we're in desperation time. And so desperation <laughs> calls for desperate, desperate things to happen. So, and, I like the fact that Coach Payton is calling him out, um, but I still like us riding with Hill. I will hope we ride with Hill the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any reason to make a quarterback change. And, you know, Payton was talking about the tackling effort. I think that's the biggest thing. And he actually said, he's like, y'all y'all watch the film too. You know, you can see it. I mean, it's not like it's just blind or anything. And I think it's also – been kind of one of those common themes that they've had to experience with but again you're you have an opportunity right again you're five and seven you're not dead in the water by any means of course you've got to rely on some help and but more importantly you got to take care of your final five games and you've got the Jets Jets are three and nine they're a team that's first year head coach obviously it's not gone the way that they thought they would but games like this Nobody knows what's going to happen, but, you know, you're going to get Alvin Kamara back. Hopefully he was at full participant of practice on Wednesday. Teron Armstead was limited. Ramchek's still hurt a little bit, but, you know, and Taysom Hill feels good. You know, I think that was a big thing, the encouraging takeaway from his press conferences. And he said he feels good, the foot and finger. He's adjusting with the splint. And you mentioned being able to practice with that. You know, again, they're favored in this game. You know, not saying we're, we're totally pushing past – Dallas and putting that game to bed but at the same time you know you've got to learn from it you've got a quick thing to work with Mark Ingram's on COVID list Cam Jordan's on COVID list I mean again this team can't catch a break so what are they gonna have to do against the Jets I mean again you I don't say trap game because obviously you got Tampa right behind them but you know this team is, is five and seven what are, you, what are you looking forward to and seeing out of this one you know I like the fact that we're playing the Jets this week coming up um you always respect your opponent. So I'm not saying, you know, the Jets, you disrespect them and look over them. But if you're going to come back, if you if you need to win a game after a five-game losing streak, all I'm saying is I'd rather for it to be the Jets that we play that next game. You know, so I feel like by us playing the Jets, it gives us a great opportunity. Not saying we can't, we got to go out, we don't have to go out there and work our butt off and, and execute. But it gives us a better opportunity to come away with a victory, to get back on the winning track. Uh, I want to see how this team does just getting back in the winning column. Look, they've been losing for so long. The last five games they've been losing. Uh, just trying to get back into the winning column. Uh, they're kind of the same way that we were for 
the Dallas Cowboys. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, they was in a, a, a slump as well. You know, by them beating us, we, they get back in the winning column. Uh, and that's all. You just got to get a win. You know, so I'm excited the fact that we play the Jets. Uh, I think that it's going to be a hard-fought game. I think the Jets are looking to win as well. But this is a game that we can take care of. We can take care of this game and hopefully get some guys back off the COVID list uh, coming into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after that. Yeah, and and again, you're essentially – I mean, we talked about last week, you're playing for the season, right? But, again, this is kind of like, okay, five games left. And, and, you know, you got Tampa and then Miami's been a team that's on the ascending list. I mean, they've been playing really good football. And, honestly, it, it matters when you play your best football down the stretch and after Thanksgiving in December and a lot of things can happen. But, again, your window is is gone. You don't have the luxury of, of margin for error. And, you know, they're down Deontay Harris because the suspension starts and he's going to be gone for the next three games. That's a big blow. And, you know, now you're having to rely on it's Callaway, it's Traquan Smith, um, probably a little bit more little Jordan Humphrey. I think it's been playing pretty well with some of his reps the mm-hmm. past couple of games. And mm-hmm. Mike, you're going to have to call somebody up probably from the practice squad where we're signing somebody, which might be Kevin White, or you give some of these other guys like Aesop Winston Jr. a shot or a look or Kawan Baker, your seventh rounder. But, you know, one thing that I want to ask you about is, you know, Sean Payton talked about, was asked about Marquez Callaway and thinking about where he needs to grow um, on Wednesday. And one of the things he talked about was his route transition he needs to work on. And mm-hmm. he's th- saying that he's a little bit more linear um, and basically in and out of his cuts, he needs to get more separation. As a receiver, what – what do you do to help China really get those route definitions down? And what do you work on most to, to make sure that you improve your game? Cause Callaway, we thought he was going to be huge this season, but he's obviously hasn't been as good, but you know, hearing mm-hmm. Peyton talk about him, obviously there's some reasoning behind that. Uh, he's going to have to get some work after practice. Uh, this is not something that he have to, that he's going to work on. Cause usually when you, when you start working on your, the top of your route and getting in and out of your breaks. A lot of that stuff, you work on that stuff during the summertime uh, when you're working on your individual game. So him trying to get better at this in season, this late in the season during practice, of course you can work on it a little bit in practice, but he needs to have work outside of practice. Like once practice is over, he needs to stay out a little later and work on getting in and out of his break, uh, working on transition. Because playing receiver, it, it's all about transition. It's all about who can transition uh, to get in and out of their breaks, whether it's the DB transitioning, getting out of his breaks, covering covering the receiver, or the receiver transitioning, getting out of his break before the DB can. That's all it is, a transition game. And all of that is at the top of the route. Of course, you got to come off the line of scrimmage and get get a good release from the line of scrimmage if they're playing press coverage. But it's all about the top of the route. You know, who can get in and out of their breaks, top of the route, who can deceive the other? You know, so he's going to have to get work after practice. I'll tell you a prime example. When I was in Dallas, uh, Jason Witten, he was down there. I wanted to see it was Jason's second year in the league. And every day after practice, he was out there working on route running. And like I said, he was a starting tight end, so he already took a ton of reps in practice. Mm-hmm. But he still, after practice, was working on, uh, working on the cone drills, getting out of breaks, uh, being better at the top of his route, working on his stem. He was still working on all those things, even after just doing a full practice. So those are things that Cal is going to have to get to. He's going to have to work on it after practice uh, to continue to polish up his, his route running ability. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, you know, again, and you, you kind of alluded to it, it's hard to work on an end season. And, again, 
the receiving core, I know it's been a sore spot for most of the fans because you hadn't had Michael Thomas and you you thought you were going to get a lot of growth and leap, especially Trey Quan Smith in a contract year uh, and just some of these guys. And, you know, again, I think it's an area you look at Dallas last week. I mean, you look at across the league, how many teams have so many strong trios of wide receivers and the Saints just really aren't one of them. You know what I mean? And you're mm-hmm. sitting there looking at Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup making huge plays. And then you just see what Tampa has with, with their talented guys and, and Brown and Godwin and Evans or and even in Denver, guys like Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, you know, all the ones that they have. I mean, it's it's really hard, I think, when you look at whoever's been the quarterback. And I know Jameis made it work and did well. And you saw some of the deficiencies come in for when Trevor Simeon was there and, you know, a little bit some with Taysom Hill. But, you know, again, when you're a receiver and this is stuff is just not going your way and you kind of got that focus or you're kind of in the, the doghouse, so to speak. I mean, what do you do to really just change? Because you got five games to make this right. You're already going to be down one of your best receivers, Deontay Harris. I mean, as a wide receiver group, what do you do? The only way to work yourself out of a slump, especially during the season, is you got to work your way out of a slump. You know, nobody's coming to rescue you. The defensive backs don't care that you're in a slump. The defensive backs don't care that you're down. Uh, some good receivers, they don't care. The other team don't care. The only way to get out of a slump if you receivers, you got to work your way out of a slump. And that we kind of hit on it earlier. You got to get out there before practice, work on your game, getting catches in before practice. After practice, you may want to stay with a quarterback where you don't know it may be the second string quarterback, just getting some extra reps in after practice, route running after practice, uh, working on certain balls that that's going to be thrown on certain plays, uh, getting on the jug machine before and after practice. You got to work your way out of a slump. There's no other way to get out of a slump, uh, but you got to work you out of a slump. But at the end of the day, even though I'm sure Coach Payton is keeping the guys encouraged, uh, but we just don't have enough to be honest with you. Um, I think that the, the Saints are still a good team, but we are truly getting hit with, with a lot of different things from a lot of different directions. You know, when it comes to uh, quarterback position with Winston being injured, uh, the receivers getting suspended, you have Kamari getting hurt, uh, Ingram not playing, Taysom Hill had things going on with him. It's, it's just a lot going on on that offensive side of the ball. And at the end of the day, we just don't have enough, even though they're going to continue to fight uh, and fight the tail off. I think this game, we should win this game. But, man, it's, it's going to be tough sledding for the team, and they need everybody. Special teams need to step up. Defense has to step up. Defense has to carry this team because offensively, we just don't have the talent right now uh, to kind of compete with, like you said, the trios. Not saying you're competing with other trios, but we don't have that trio. You know, we don't have it, you know, so we just got we got to outwork the situation we're in uh, because nobody's coming for help. Nobody's coming right now, you know, and, and right now we're struggling because we just don't have enough firepower, to be honest with you. And Coach Payton and the coaching staff is doing an amazing job with with even staying in games and being close to these teams when they're playing it. But at the end of the day, offensively, we don't have enough. I think Taysom Hill, truthfully, will be our best offensive weapon because he can throw it and he can run it. Yeah, and, and I think only this has brought light to where you got to address some things in the offseason. And, again, NFL set the salary cap. It's like $208.2 million. That's probably where – well, that had said it, but that's where it's projected. 
which is going to benefit the Saints. And, you know, they're going to be able to get under the cap pretty easily. And we'll talk about that in the future. But, you know, again, there's you're going to have to make some tough decisions. But, again, you see just some of the deficiencies on the roster that just kind of highlights where you got to put some attention to in the offseason. And, you know, I think they've done a pretty good job with the offensive line, all things considered. You know, I mm-hmm. think defensively the, the pass rush has been a, a, a spot that you – really good going into the season but I mean now they're down to two healthy defensive ends it's Carl Granderson and Jalen Holmes these guys are yeah. ones that you don't really give all the snaps to right I mean Cam's got right. COVID he can there's a chance he comes back but again um you might get a shot in the arm with some some uh energy if CJ Gardner Johnson he was designated a return on Wednesday so we'll see if if he's able to go this weekend I think that could be a huge boost for this team defensively but Again, there's nobody that's on the street. There's nobody besides these players in the building that are going to be able to change this fortune and change the tide of the season. And so they're fighting for the season. And, you know, the Jets are one team uh, that, you know, looking at Zach Wilson that likes to throw it down the football field, likes to take some shots. I feel like that could be an advantage for the Saints just because of Marcus Williams and his ability to read the quarterback and what he's done. Um, Man, I'll ask you (laughs) – what what was he doing on that that tackle or on that pursuit of of uh, Tony Pollard? Because you and I'll tell you, you told me we talked about it last week. You said Pollard was the best back, and he showed it just on that one play. But what was Marcus Williams doing? So what I know exactly what he was doing. One thing his his and his thought process was: okay, it's just me and Pollard. I got the sideline as a defender. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna keep my butt. Literally, I'm going to keep my butt to the field to, to keep him from cutting back because there is nobody else there. At least he has another defender with it on the sideline. We, we treat the sideline like a defender because, like I said, the sideline never missed tackle. Once you step out, you're out. You know, you're down. So he's using the sideline as another defender. But one thing he failed to do, he failed to realize how fast Pollard was. Mm. You know, so he was just kind of shielding the field so Pollard couldn't cut, couldn't cut back. But he wasn't gaining ground on Pollard. When I say gaining ground, I'm talking about getting closer to him and still cutting off the field. He was kind of staying at the same angle, and Pollard was just running straight ahead. Like, he wasn't cutting them off. He just gave Pollard a straight line, and Pollard wasn't even thinking about cutting it back. So that's where his mind was at. He had a good mindset of cutting the field off so he couldn't cut back on him. But, man, you got to get closer to him. You got to start getting close to him to make the tackle. And he didn't do it, and Pollard just outran him. Yeah, and I mean, again, you you said it. Had Pollard looked like he was the better back of the two, and uh, and between him and Zeke, and you know, the Saints' run defense did a pretty good job, but those mm-hmm. plays kill you. And I mean, and I think what I admire most is just the fact that you know Dak was able to put the ball in his receivers' play area just to where they could just make a play on it. And there was just I was sitting in awe just by how much they were able to do in this game. And I mean, defensively, I think you had good coverage on them most all game, but you know, again, those things tend to happen and, and such, but you know, it's uh leaves a lot to the imagination, but again, here we are yeah. five games left. You like the saints this weekend. I like the saints too. What are two or three things that have to happen for them to be able to win this game? We have to stop the run. Uh, I know that sounds cliche. I think we talk about it all the time. We have to mm. stop the run. We have to make the Jets one-dimensional when it comes to offense, when it comes to the Jets' offense, our defense. We have to make them one-dimensional. Let's make them throw the ball. 
making them throw the ball, it kind of keeps defensively keeps us on balance to where if the, because the offense, if they can run it and they're throwing it, you know, it kind of keeps us off balance of what we want to do. So let's try to make them one dimensional. Let's try to make them throw the ball. Uh, if they're not throwing, if they can't throw it, then make them one dimensional to see can they run the ball on us. Either way, we got to make them one dimensional. And the dimension you want to make them is make them throw it. Offensively, I think we got to get our run game going. Uh, we have to get our run game going. Uh, and I think Taysom Hill, I think he's a part of that run game. I think there's there's no need to hold anything back now. Uh, we got to win games by any way by any way necessary. I think he takes him. He'll throw on the ball. He's gonna be a lot better because he done had a week of preparation with that splint on. Uh, I know how hard it is to to throw a football with a splint on. Uh, when I was in New Orleans, I tore the tendon in my middle finger, and I still had to catch the ball with it. You know, so I kind of know what that splint does when it comes to hindering you. Uh, when it comes to throwing the ball. So I think he has a good weekend now that he has the feel for it. So his accuracy is going to be a lot better. Um, but I, I just – I like – I still like the Saints winning this game, but we have some things we have to get done. We got to be able to run the ball. We got to get back there because you still don't want Taysom Hill throwing the ball a ton of times uh, if you can eliminate it. You don't want any of the quarterbacks from that roster throwing the ball a ton of times. We talked about that when Winston was playing. He didn't – you didn't want him throwing the ball a ton of times because what it does is open up the – the window for mistakes that we know he has made in his past. So we got to be able to run the ball defensively. We got to make the jets one dimensional and we just have to be physical. We got to go out there and set a, a physical presence and go out and dominate this team. Those are the things you, I think we have to do. Yeah. You mentioned it 40 uh, Hill threw it 41 times last week. And some of that was you playing from behind. You got to make something happen. Right. And so there's no point mm-hmm. in running the ball, but you know, again, being physical, just showing some hunger. You got to come out with the energy, right? I mean, it's, yeah. I, I think when I think of Zach Wilson, I think of, of how the Saints handled the Patriots way back when, you know, it seems like forever ago when they had to face off against Mac Jones. I think if you can get him into a situation where you just really make the rookie uncomfortable, I think it bodes well for the Saints. And I know defensively you're down some people, but they can get creative on how they rush the passer and how they affect the passer. And, you know, again, I think they can control the line of scrimmage here. I think they can run the football, whether it's Taysom Hill and getting out of the back, just being able to enjoy watching him play again. And I think yeah. that helps Hill, too, because, you know, Kamara is going to command a, a really good matchup no matter what. I mean, he, he's on the field. You just can't let him go. He's like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. you got to account for him at all times. I'm not saying that you can't do that with Mark Ingram, but Kamara is just a special breed, right? And so – I think you can lean on him and Kamara, your two best offensive players, to move the football. Whether it's dink and dunk, just put it in Kamara's hands, let him go. Put it in Taysom Hill's hands, let him run the football, let him do what he's got to do. It might not be an ugly or a pretty win, but just get a win. Just <laughs> bring get the a energy. Win. <laughs> bring the energy. Uh, and so it's so all I think is bring the energy, show up, and win this game. And then get back home, prep again, build off of it, and then you got Tampa. And I think that one – could really be interesting um, just because the way Tampa's going is, is that, you know, they could be thinking about sleeping on the Saints team just because of how battered and bruised they are and, and such. But, again, I think the Saints win this game. I don't know if I'd take them by, like, a touchdown or more because I still think it's going to be a hard-fought game. But I'm thinking yeah. they can put up at least – again, the magic number for me is 24. 
They can get to 24 okay. points. 24 to 27, I think they can win this game, no problem. So I'm going to take them, let's say, 27 to 17. I feel that good about them. 27 to 17. Hey, look, I feel good about them winning this game as well. But, like, and like you hit it right on the head. Like, you don't really care about how many points you win by. Just win. So I got the Saints winning by one point, which – 20 to 21. That is the final Oof. score. I'm going to Saints. And like I said, it don't matter how many points you win by, just get a win. That's it. <laughs> All right. Y'all, you heard it. Your Terrence chose violence and cardiac arrest for every Saints fan. <laughs> they're going to win this game, but they're only going to win it by one. So somehow it's going to come down to some last minute, last second drama. Either Saints going to have to kick a field goal or they're going to have to stop him defensively. So y'all, y'all heard it from Terrence. I tried to give him a good out, but you know, Terrence saying he's going going for the jugular this week. So, but but in all seriousness, no, I again I this is a winnable game, just like most everything that's happened, even with the injuries. These are winnable football games. And across the NFL, we've seen teams that have been the favorite or teams that are supposed to win that just don't show up, that drop games. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much can happen in the NFL. And again, you're sitting here that Five games left in the season. They could still get to 10 and 7. It is still possible, but they got a lot of things to that have to go right for them to do it. And it starts with the New York Jets. I think you're completely right. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else to say on that one. I mean, it, we'll no. see how it plays out. <laughs> CBS at noon. Uh, Terrence, any, any other parting thoughts, shots, or remarks before we get out of here? Uh, not at all. Just go Saints. Or Saints, please get us a win. That's all we ask for. Sean Payton, get in your bag. I know we, uh, he'll get in his bag. He'll do some things. Camaro will have a good day. Defensively, they'll kind of turn the tide and they'll weather past some of these storms that they've had to deal with. Um, so, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. As always, be able to follow us at Believe in Saints on our Twitter and uh, keep up with us on the podcast. And we want to thank Bet Online for producing today's show. Have a good one. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.